now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And, man, we got a full uh, crew today to navigate the latest aviation news and information. Not only do you have me and Dennis, but I got uh, Captain Keith from Flight Training Professionals and Tom Haynes from AOPA to kick off the show today. Guys, welcome. How are you? Everybody uh, good? Great. Good, yeah, good, thanks. good. Now, uh, you know, it is Memorial Day weekend, very busy uh, time of year for travel. And uh, we're going to kick off the show today talking about something that has the internet a buzz. You know, this is nutty uh, stuff. There, you know, they're trying to uh, improve the process of getting into the Bahamas. And and Keith, I'm going to hand off to you first because I know you had some personal experience with uh, traveling over to the Bahamas. So first off, what is the story with this new app that they're trying to uh, well get off the ground, so to speak? Well, off the ground and off the water, if you will. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, it's called Click to Clear. Okay. And the the idea behind it is it's supposed to expedite the entrance into the Bahamas because you upload all of your information uh, prior to you ever going. Okay. And so you you upload your passport, your your home address, your cell phone number, uh, all your data, plus your uh, health visa mm, okay. saying that you've been vaccinated right. and then you also have to give them your uh, 48 hour or i'm sorry 24 hour vaccination or test 24 hour test yeah a negative uh, test to, right has to has to be there uh 72 hours if you've been vaccinated okay and, gotcha uh, mm-hmm. so what has been happening and why it's such a buzz at this particular moment is because once you hit submit the website is crashing uh-oh so, in an effort to streamline the process of getting to the Bahamas, uh, you know, the the app seems to be having some bugs, and so they yes. you know they launched it, they pulled it back immediately. I guess after a couple of days of chaos, and uh, the the plan is to relaunch it again May thirtieth. But I don't know the way that first rollout went; it, it may not go. They may push it back again. I mean, Tom at AOPA, what are you hearing? Are you hearing uh, much about this? Are you getting a lot of, like, oh, my God, what are they doing to us kind of stuff or what? What can you tell well, us? Well, certainly there's uh, a lot of pilots are talking about it. It's It's been a work in progress for quite a while. I, I mean, I've been talking with the Bahamian uh, tourism folks for uh, probably at least 18 months about this as they've tried to put together something that would simplify entry into the Bahamas, particularly in a COVID environment. And like, a lot of other nations, they have, uh, of course, you know, swerved this way, that way as the, the COVID situation has changed. Yeah. So um, um, I guess it's not surprising that they're continuing to have problems with it because it's a pretty complicated uh, a thing that they're trying to deal with in a dynamic situation. And um, so anyhow, I, I'm, I'm not surprised they've had issues uh, when they tried to roll it out a couple of other times. So um, anyhow, I, uh, I think... We're all anxious to get it fixed because who doesn't want to go to the Bahamas, particularly the out islands are a wonderful place for pilots. to go. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a noble effort. I mean, and it makes sense. You want to update the process, make it digital. Ideally, you know, like you download an app and you fill out all the stuff. And, you know, if it's run running smoothly, it, it hopefully right. will expedite the process and make things a little easier for everybody. But so far, that hasn't been the case, which is never good. Uh, but I don't know, Dennis, what are you hearing on, on the interwebs? Uh, the same kind of thing, just a lot of uh, uh, pilots are a buzz with this issue, aren't they? There, there's a lot of confl- conflicting information, too. I mean, your S- Caribbean Flying Adventures has sent out several email advisories, you know, letting people know about this. You know, one saying that, well, this doesn't actually apply to uh, general aviation airplanes. And then, then then they turn around a week later and, well, actually, this is applying to everybody and we need your help. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're really nobody really seems to have any clear direction right now. There's, yeah. Well, it's a uh, story that is evolving as we speak. And, uh, my, you know, I have no uh, doubt they'll, they'll get this worked out. It just may, you know, you need to be aware of the potential problem if you're planning a trip over the Bahamas next uh, week or two. That you, you know, you, you need to double check your checklist and make sure this doesn't create a problem. Because that's what happened a couple weeks ago with you. Right, Keith? You got over there? That is correct. Yeah. So what exactly yeah. happened? You got over there and then you couldn't get back or something because of this? Or what, what happened exactly? Well, actually, you know, it worked out just fine for me. Uh, I did not have to do the click to clear. I, I was completely unaware of it. Mm. Uh, so I just did the normal EAPIS stuff that we as pilots normally do and got there and it was just fine. However, I was meeting uh, the owner of the aircraft was driving his yacht over there. Yeah. And so he was trying to do that. And it took him a day and a half to clear uh, because the system wouldn't work. Ouch. And so I was actually supposed to take, uh, he was actually taking two boats over there, uh, his yacht, and then he has a tender that he had another captain drive over there for him. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to fly him back to Naples. And I ended up coming back by myself because, like I said, it took them over a day and a half to clear. Yeah, that's not and good. So, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so it, it's it's not only airplanes, it's boats as well. Oh, okay. It applies to anyone trying to get over there right now. Yes. Ah, uh, I Correct. see. Yeah, and, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. I, I know some I know some uh, charter company uh, that had a problem as well. They were going into Rock Island, mm-hmm. and it took them over seven hours to uh, try and get through the system. Yeah. Uh, they finally let them in. And told the pilot that he had to have it done within 24 hours afterwards. So he let him go and let his passengers come into the island, but he had to go back and get everything done within 24 hours. Mm. Uh, or it's or it's a $5,000 fine. Ouch. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, even the folks over in the Bahamas, they're working with this new system, too. So, you know, the customs people you may be running into, they're they're told to do one thing, and, and they probably don't even know what's going on with this whole new system. You know, it has to filter through the, you know, through the diff- d- different levels of, uh, you know, workers and things and stuff. So it's just a new system that is uh, obviously have some issues, but I, I have hope they'll work it out. And uh, you do too, right, Tom? Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, the folks in the Bahamas—they want everybody to come over. They're not trying to make it more difficult for everybody. They want to make it easier, right? Yeah, well, they certainly seem to be striving for that, which is understandable given how important tourism is to the whole country and, yeah. and general aviation in particular, particularly again and to the out islands, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, it's a great place to go for, for general aviation pilots. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that they're as frustrated as pilots are. 
Um, I, I just uh, hope that they keep some pathway open while they get the issues worked out. I mean, what we had before was sometimes overly complicated uh, on how it is you got into the Bahamas. This was all even pre-COVID more, more complicated sometimes than it needed to be. And some of the fees were uh, higher than a lot of pilots thought they should be. Um, so um, I just hope that they're listening carefully to the pilot community in particular, and obviously voters as well to uh, understand uh, the pilot point of view and make sure that the end result really is simpler for pilots and is cost-effective for pilots so that everybody still keeps going to the Bahamas and the people don't go somewhere else instead. Well, there you go. And and I can imagine if they're hearing from a lot of pilots and boaters to boot, uh, the message is getting through. It's just a matter of a little bit of growing pains, I think, with this app. Uh, that they're trying to put together or this new system. I mean, Dennis, you know, he he's like a computer nerd in real life. So you know that there are potential for these, uh, you know, these beginning bugs in these new type of computer systems, right? Well, just remember the problems that we had here in the U.S. when we first put in the whole EAPA system. There was, you know, people were up in arms over it all. But in the end, we've we've adapted. There's been some innovative companies out there that have come up with tools that that navigate the complex government website, and make it easier with an app. So, right. you know, perhaps we'll see something like that. But I think anything that the Bahamas is doing to automate and make this easier is better. Because when we went over there, I thought it was ridiculous that we're getting hand filled out forms and things right. like that in this day and age. We yeah. should just be able to prepay with a credit card and show up and have a pre-printed form instead of some guy writing it out longhand on a carbon copy. Right. There's supposed to be an app for that, and that's what they're yeah. working on. Maybe they contracted with the same people who did the rollout for healthcare.gov. I, that's just a bad guess. <laughs> or any other <laughs> government website. Right. Exactly. All right. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Gators approach the great and powerful Ross. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Smilings! The great and powerful Ross knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Silence! The magnificent Ross has every intention of granting your request. Great. But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. 
nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your... ...voted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? How'd you guess? Uh, I saw your luggage. And when I noticed the airline ticket, I put two and two together. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis from AOPA. We have Tom Haynes. And, uh, you know, Keith from Flight Training Professionals has tapped out. We've replaced him with Dean from Flying Eyes because we haven't really seen him since uh, Sun and Fun, and we figured it was about time. And, well, Keith, you know, he can't see anyway. He needs to get some Flying Eyes glasses before he comes back on Just Plane Radio. Dean, welcome to Just Plane. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Yeah. You know, you guys were keeping pretty busy there at Sun and Fun. I mean, uh, the booth seemed to be cranking nonstop. Was that pretty much how it was every day of the it event? Was, it, it it astounded even us. We 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 do very well at at, at those events, especially Sun and Fun and, and Oshkosh, and and it, it stunned us. Uh, we have been sponsoring some YouTube channels, and um, they've been doing well for helping us get the word out. So right nice. on. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we ran into Jimmy from Jimmy's World and right. uh, the guy from uh, Repo or what is it? Airplane Rebuild Re- Rescue. Rebuild Rescue. Yeah. Right. That was nice. We, we oh, happened yeah. to walk up to the booth when he was there. Oh, it yeah. was kind of nice to catch up with Taking him. Taking off Josh Flowers Aviation One Hundred One. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, we have so many channels. That we yeah, not, not to mention Great. Dennis uh, is, is sporting his as we speak. He has right. his new flying eyes. I have a pair of them as well. You know, everybody can see him here on the radio. Well, but. yeah, you know, picture it. We're painting a well, mental so picture. Yeah, it actually brings up a good point. We started out as a sunglass company, and and because I needed sunglasses and I didn't need prescription lenses, and uh, and so many people asked for ophthalmics eyeglasses, prescription eyeglasses that that fit under helmets or headsets. That uh, last year we introduced our first line of eyeglasses, and that's why you can wear them in the studio and uh and have your prescription in them and and wear headsets or uh, whatever you need yeah i have some uh, aviators that are uh well photosensitive so i can wear them out yes. the, you know and and they uh you know turn into sunglasses right. but then when i'm in the cockpit and sun has died down a little bit i can still wear them and see all the controls so i got a pair of flying eyes and what's truly unique about these things is that they're so thin and uh, they're very light and flexible, so they're very comfortable to wear, but they fit right under your headsets. And that was pretty much the goal from the beginning, right, Dean? That's exactly it. I've been, I've been a pilot for more than 25 years now, and, and just regular, regular uh, uh, sunglasses under, um, under a headset always hurt, and it always created noise leaks. And I was tired of it and decided to do something about it and, uh, and set, spent several years doing R&D and, and we're still doing R&D and try, trying to improve the product and, and create more frame shapes. And, and, uh, and that's, that's what we're doing. They're very light and flexible. And uh, I got to ask what, what are they made of exactly? Or can you, or is that proprietary? It is. It's sort of proprietary. I mean, it's part of our patent. Um, it, we call it resilamide. Um, it's primarily a material used in aerospace uh, and its qualities are that it can be very, very flexible and, and bend without worry of, of breaking. They, they 
they won't break. You can sit on them. You can, you, you, the only time they will typically break is if you run over them. And, uh, and that's not, not, uh, advised, but, uh, because they're so durable, we have a lifetime warranty against them breaking. And so that's, it's a, it's a, it's an additional feature. The whole point of our glasses is to be comfortable under a headset or helmet. And, and that's just a, an additional feature that they're as durable as they are. Yeah. Now, Tom Haynes is uh, with us from AOPA as well. And, uh, you know, I can see Tom on the, on the closed caption video uh, today. He's not wearing glasses. Do you usually wear glasses, Tom, or no? I got to ask. Uh, well, I do. Yeah. I've got prescription uh, progressive uh, uh, lenses and uh, I, I, I don't wear them for close up stuff like when I'm sitting at a computer, for example, but when I'm flying, I definitely do. So my question for Dean is if, if I have a prescription for something like progressive um, uh, lenses, can uh, do I just submit the subscription to you or how is it that somebody goes about ordering them? Yeah. So we have more and more opticians that carry our glasses, uh, okay. but we also can do it in-house. We have the best lab in the country that makes prescription lenses for all of our frames, not just our eyeglasses. Um, but uh, yeah, we can do progressives uh, in all of our frames, including our sport frames, the high wrap uh, uh, sport uh, uh, golden eagle frames, um, and pretty strong prescriptions, even in the strong uh, uh, sport frame uh, sport sport frame wrap frame uh, lenses yeah but uh, and, progressive uh, lenses yeah. and all those type of you know specialty type of uh, optometrist type you know prescriptions yeah. you may have you guys can accommodate right that's right exactly it. and it's 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 easiest to just go to an optician uh that's that's near you that carries our glasses but you can actually buy all of our glasses including our prescription eyeglasses without a prescription and and take them to your local optician uh, or you can send them to us, and we can take care of it uh, as well for you. Love it. Dennis, what do you think? And, well, Greg and I have done exactly that. Greg did the route of ordering the uh, prescription directly from you where you fulfilled it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. sent me the frames, which I took to my local optician and had them fill it. So yeah. it worked out great. We got the experience from both sides, and we both are very happy with the outcome. I was really surprised, you know, when, when you said that, oh, these things are going to stop noise leaks. I'm like, well, I never really realized I had a problem, but I went flying in a neighbor's uh, RV8 the other day with Bose headsets. And I remember always having a problem. The Bose would just randomly, all of a sudden you get this noise. And I realized it was the glasses. Cause when I put these on and flew with him, I've had an entire two and a half hour flight without a single leak. So it is noticeable. It is real. It's not just a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a marketing thing. I I, I just did this to uh, because it, it bothered me, and I wanted something to solve that problem. Our our, our glasses uh, really do. They really are a millimeter thin, and they really are as flexible as they are. And when you put them on under a headset, you don't feel them. It's funny with some people; they don't notice it when they get the glass, and they go, "Oh yeah, those are nice," and they and they do fit well, and they don't hurt anymore. What happens is if they leave them at home and they have to fly with their old glasses. That's when they really noticed. Oh, I can't believe I wore these old these these other glasses. And you know, even if they're great, high quality glasses, they're just not really designed for use under a modern aviation A and R headset. Right. Well, not just uh, for that. I mean, everyday use. They're so light and flexible. I mean, Dennis was taking his and twisting them into a knot. That's right. <laughs> you know, which you know, Dan, <laughs> Dean right. and the gang at Flying Eyes probably don't recommend that. No, they do it in the booth every time. But yeah, that's right. We do. But we do. It's, it, 
for everyday yeah. use. Our, I mean, I love lighter and more, you yeah. know, more flexible. I mean, they're like you said, they're yeah. practically indestructible. I mean, they, they're yeah. great for everyday uh, use classes, not just for aviation headsets. Yeah, the reason we focus on aviation and now motorcycle and motorsports racing, anybody that has to wear a helmet or headset is because we do so much to solve that problem so much that our customers in those areas just love our glasses and they buy them. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't wear a helmet or headset, that other feature is how light they are and how comfortable they are even without a helmet or headset. Good stuff indeed. Uh, appreciate the update and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys uh, very soon. Absolutely. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Are you nervous? Uh, never flown before. Nothing to it. You sit back, be a bird. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I fly like a bird. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and from AOPA. We have Tom Haynes helping us out at the moment. Coming up, we're going to get a really cool story from the uh, people that uh, run aircraft spruce. Rob and his dad are going to join us uh, about a really cool uh, uh, plane that uh, Rob's dad's dad or grandfather had. And they found it. They refer. It's a whole big story. We're going to get into that in just a bit. But first, you know, look, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's been what ten years in the making. Well, more than that, actually. Well, it seems like it's been done for ten years, waiting to get in the theater. Yes, <laughs> that is so true. And I know Tom Haynes, a big fan of Tom Cruise. He hobnobs with all the big guns, uh, whether they're top or not. And uh, and now that he's you know working towards retirement, and, and actually, are you officially retired from AOPA now, Tom? Or you still have to work through the end of the year? What, what is it again? What is well, officially retired, but still doing some work for AOPA yeah. uh, under a contract these days. So not employer, not employed, but got um, just uh, doing the, uh, the columns every other month for the yeah. end of the year, and some other odds and ends for. AOPA and a few others. So, right. Uh, yeah. So you're easing into uh, He's retirement. supplementing his retirement income, right. is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, he has enough free time on his hands where he'll probably catch, uh, you know, Top Gun Maverick this weekend for opening. Uh, or have you already seen it? 
No, I, I've not not seen it, but okay. I'm I'm anxious to see it, particularly after the uh, really funny um, clip that they did uh, that he did with with uh, James Corden uh, this week uh, was uh, very really really funny. Did you guys see that? You know, I I, I I did. I heard about it. I didn't see it, but I heard it was quite a treat. Did he did he make uh, James Corden puke? Or what? What did he do? No. no? It, well, I don't. Not on camera, at least. But it, it was really epic. I actually got alerted to it uh, by my friends at Honda Jet, Honda Aircraft. Yeah. Sent me a link to the YouTube video where you can go check it out. But it's super funny. Uh, rolls up in a Honda Jet to pick up James Corden to take him on some mysterious flight that he supposedly doesn't know anything about. And they go off to a desert airport somewhere and uh, fly in a P-51, which Tom Cruise flies, and and he also is flying the Honda Jet himself. And then they get in an L-39, and anyhow, it's really very funny and uh, definitely worth the 14 minutes or so. It's a pretty long segment for for one of his shows, but uh, it's it's, it's a good one. Well, yeah, it sounds better than carpool uh, karaoke, for sure. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to just don't worry. If, If the engine fails, I mean, how many engines do we have? Uh, mm-hmm. We have two. So you mean if an engine fails, we lose the engine? It's just things like that were hilarious. I'll just re- I'll just roll it upside down and just you know throw you out. Right. Yeah, James Corden is just sitting back there going, "You're going to do what? Yeah, you're <laughs> joking, you right, will, Tom? It, it's uh... worth the 14 minutes. Trust me, you will enjoy it. The footage was outstanding. I mean, just yeah, watching really well the done. video segment was impressive too. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it'd be a good warm up for the movie this weekend if you're planning to catch it. If you if you already have tickets, I mean, it's being sold out everywhere this weekend. It's kind of right. hard to get tickets in like in one of the fancy theaters like the Dolby Digital or IMAX. I mean, or and, and this right. is the kind of film that you would want to see it in that environment if you're into that kind of thing because they, you know they're pushing all the limits. Tom Cruise in this movie, it's been in the works for geez, God knows how many years. Been pushed back at least three years. Uh, right. I would say from a release, but uh, uh, the reviews have been outstanding from what I've heard yeah. so far. So I'm 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 very excited to see it this weekend. I'm, it is on my list. We'll see if I'll get in there, but I'm trying to hold out for one of the nicer movie theaters too. So I kind of have to, you know, pick my uh, spots to see if I can get some seats. What about you, Dennis? Have you already got uh, Well, if you uh, find any seats in an IMAX, let me know. Maybe I'll come up and join you. <laughs> yes, it could happen. But uh, Tom. Uh, Cruz, you know, uh, is is one thing, but Tom Haynes, uh, I don't know if it's because they share the same first name or what. You you've actually hobnobbed with him in the past because he's a big, you know, like you said, he he flies planes all over, and you've ha- actually had some interactions with him in the past, haven't you? Uh, well, of sorts. Uh, yeah, we, we share a name. We're, we're about the same height too, and, oh, and you know okay. how tall all I am, right. so that that <laughs> that gives you a sense of how tall he is, which isn't all that tall. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, we've crossed paths a few times. I've been, we've been at events together. Uh, but the one time that I was closest to, to Tom Cruise, and I'm, I'm making air quotes now that you can't see on the radio, mm-hmm. uh, was an event at Oshkosh, uh, you know, the big air show in Wisconsin about 20 years ago. Mooney Aircraft was, uh, you, you'll appreciate this, Dennis, was uh, introducing a new model. And, and there was, they, they were, had the whole media group at at Oshkosh, a buzz on, I think it was on a Sunday night before the show started that, you know, that supposedly Tom Cruise was going to be introducing this airplane and uh, nobody could believe it was really happening. And, and, and yet it seemed like it really was that Tom Cruise was going to be there. And they, they put us on a bus, took us across uh, somewhere off to the corner of the airport somewhere and into a hangar and, and they had lights and an airplane draped and, and all this sort of thing. And um, they announced, 
their new spokes, spokesman uh, was uh, coming out to introduce the airplane and out walks Tom Cruise. Wow. I was totally st- shocked and stunned that he was going to get one of their airplanes. And he came out and did a whole spiel about Mooney aircraft and how wonderful the airplane was. And the whole time, everybody's looking at him going, wow, that really is Tom Cruise. <laughs> However, on, upon closer observation, ah. it, turns out, it turns out it was an impersonator who <laughs> really nailed it. I got to tell you, you know, he never once said that he's Tom Cruise because probably under some kind of license or whatever, you know, that's probably can't do that. Right. But they sure led you to believe that it was really him. And, and so I actually got a picture taken uh, with the impersonator and I fooled lots of people with that. So, well, that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, so it, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the truth get in the way of a great story or yeah, brush absolutely. with greatness. Right. There you go. So, so, uh, so you had a um, encounter with a Tom Cruise impersonator, uh, right, did, right? But have you ever actually came across the real deal or not? Uh, like I said, I've been at events with him. I, I can't say I've ever met him. However, I, I've talked to numerous people who have flown with him. Mm-hmm. And including done some pretty intense instruction with him in, in various types of aircraft and both helicopters and airplanes. And they are, have to a person have been impressed by his dedication and um, the careful way that he plans his flights and the, uh, the way that he takes instruction. And so, um, you know, I know that he's a somewhat controversial person as many celebrities are. Uh, with some people, but um, I think from a piloting standpoint, he's the real deal. Well, he takes it go. very seriously and and really hones his skills in whatever type of aircraft it is that he happens to be flying. Well, and for Top Gun, I mean, I saw some, you know, uh, uh, several segments about how they prepared for this and how all the footage was actually shot in, the you know, these jets. And everybody right. had to train. He's a, you know, pilot and certified in these particular uh, jets they used in the, uh, you know, in the in the movie and that has to take a certain level of dedication that you don't usually get i would say with probably 99 percent of the actors out there other than maybe harrison ford and uh who's the other one uh welcome back cotter all right uh john travolta yeah maybe oh. the three of them should get together and do like a three amigos pilot movie or something you know what i mean <laughs> no, that'd be fun. yeah there you go yeah <laughs> but all three you know uh, obviously have uh a huge love of aviation and you, you know, you read about this uh, every, every now and then. And, and, but to that level that Tom Cruise is doing it, you, you would have to be, you'd have to be so disciplined to be able to learn that kind of stuff and not kill yourself. Uh, that right. I, I think just that alone uh, sets a pretty high bar. Wouldn't you agree, Dennis? Uh, absolutely. And I'm sure his insurance company is probably right on top of that because can you imagine the professional liability that they would have every time he's out flying with James Corden or flying around in his P 51 Mustang? Right. You know, yeah. How did that conversation go with the uh, underwriters over the insurance right. company? Like, hey, what the guy in his underwear who's uh, singing, uh, you know, Bob Seeger songs wants to fly a what? You remember that movie, right? I do. So uh, anyway, it's on the list for pretty much every pilot this weekend is to go see Top Gun Maverick. And we're right there with you. Who knows? Maybe we'll see at the movie theater. All right. We got a great story for you next. A a whole family thing. that found a plane that pretty much started their entry in the aviation business. That's coming up next on Just Plane Radio. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Colonel, with all due respect, that new jet is a death trap. It's the 1950s. Everything's a death trap. Now I have three martinis, a pack of smokes, and get in that plane. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis from AOPA. We have Tom Haynes. And now we are honored to be joined by uh, Rob uh, Irwin from uh, Aircraft Spruce and his dad, Jim. This is uh, truly a treat for our for Just Plane Radio. Uh, Jim, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you? Just fine, Greg. Happy to be with you today. Well, thank you very much. And Rob, uh, good to see you again, too, my friend. Uh, we got the closed captioned video going for people that are just listening, just just to clarify. Uh, but uh, Rob, uh, always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. That's right. It is always a pleasure and good talking to you guys again. Yeah, but but you brought your dad along uh, for this week's uh, appearance, which is kind of kind of cool because you guys have been working on something uh, at Aircraft Spruce that is truly inspirational when it comes to uh, aviation enthusiasts. I mean, this uh, latest story about finding your dad's plane, Jim, uh, pretty much started Aircraft Spruce. Is that a fair assumption or what? Yeah, I'd say that's true. My my mom and dad had that airplane from the early 50s, and they started Fullerton Air Parts, which was the first iteration of our company business, and used that airplane to fly all over for the next uh, 12 years or so, and I kind of grew up in that airplane. I love it. Now, you can get the entire uh, you know article uh, right there at aircraftspruce.com. There's a link to, to this, but tell us about the plane, what kind of plane it is. Hey, give us a little bit of the backstory there, Jim. Well, it's a it's a Volte BT-13B, which is Pratt-Whitney-powered, a radial engine. It was a basic trainer in World War II, built in 1944, and uh, uh, just a very basic airplane. Uh, my dad purchased it for $700 down at Long Beach Airport wow. in 1951. So hit, uh, and, and I, I grew up flying in it from the time i was five weeks old so it was kind of how i got my introduction to, to aviation yeah and, and the article is really interesting because you had a i don't know we had a jar of nuts and bolts that your dad used to send you on a busy thing to to go i don't know occupy your time so you wouldn't bug them and you still have yeah. it on your desk to this day is that the case that's exactly right he used to take <laughs> me down to bracket airport in pomona on saturday mornings and he would work on the airplane. There was a lot of polishing to do on that metal airplane and uh, working on all facets of it. And while, I, while he did that, he sent me around the tarmac, around the airplane, looking for nuts and bolts. And if I could finish, fill up that GIF, that, that glass GIF uh, uh, peanut butter jar, mm-hmm. I could have a hamburger and a shake after we got done. So that was kind of our, our uh, that was your incentive experience. Yeah. I love it. 
I well, love here, it. I thought that that was maybe how you started the air parts business. You were the one acquiring all of the nuts and <laughs> hey, bolts. Hey, we can stuff. sell these things. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I still have that on my desk as okay. a reminder of how it all started. Uh, that's such oh. a great story. And then all, after all these years, you, you know, your dad got rid of the plane. You thought it had been scrapped. And lo and behold, what in 2015, uh, this luck of the draw, you, you, what, your brother found the plane somewhere and you were able to get your hands on it or something. Is that what happened? That's exactly right. He was Googling the old end number, which was 54822, and uh, it popped into another end number, uh, which was 13 Victor Victor, and somehow he figured out uh, that that might be our dad's old airplane, uh, sent me the link, and uh, I looked up the owner of the airplane, and we got in touch, and sure enough, he had owned that airplane for the last uh, 20 years or so. Wow. And then I, I think I read, what, 2015, you're at Oshkosh, and you get, uh, you know, ownership of the plane from the, the guy that owned it. And um, and, and you're figuring, hey, we're going to get this thing back on the, up in the air in like a few weeks. But it didn't work out that way, I guess, because it's now 2022, and it just started flying, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, it's never quite as easy as you hope or, or, or as inexpensive as you hope. Uh, yeah. we, we bought the airplane in 2015, uh, just about the time that my dad passed away, but he knew that we had found the airplane and he was just thrilled, yeah. uh, thinking that it had been scrapped 50 years before. So we trailered it out to Chino, uh, had the company called Aero Trainer Restored, Trader Restored out there in Chino. And it took about three years and a lot more money than we thought, but it right. was well worth the effort. Well, I bet. I've seen the pictures. The article is uh, really, really interesting. And uh, Tom uh, Haynes from AOPA with us. Tom, you, you have to love these type of stories. Aren't these the kind of things that the aviation industry and, you know, just people that love uh, aviation, like, just sink their teeth into? This is the kind of story that, that we love, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, pilots love the nostalgia of these kind of stories, multi-generational uh, airplanes uh, are always a big hit. I know with our readers for sure. And uh, but I do have to ask Jim, you know, where, where'd you go to find parts for that airplane? Yeah, right. Well, there's <laughs> a, it was a good company locally called Aircraft Spruce. Oh, okay. oh get a lot that. of things at. That that jar of uh, nuts and bolts that he had on his desk. <laughs> I, I never had to dig into that. Okay, that, that jar right. of nut and bolt, but we we <laughs> well, did manage to get it back together. Wasn't that uh, same company also how you were able to connect to the owner of the airplane? Because it turns out that they were probably one of your customers. Yeah. He was a customer. He was an airline pilot who had a number of airplanes, and he'd been a customer for quite a while. So we did connect that way and then made actually made the deal at Oshkosh in 2015. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. But uh, now you, you got it. You've flown in it. I mean, are you still flying it around uh, as we speak? right now or I, what are you doing i only got about 13 hours in it i thoroughly enjoyed it uh we ended up donating it to planes of fame here in chino it's on display at the museum not mm -hmm. far away from here but i do have access to the airplane uh haven't flown it for a while but it sure is a lot of fun and i want to do it again well i bet and rob is working on his uh private pilot certificate is that going to be your uh checkout plane there rob what do you think come well, on it's likely not no i'm <laughs> I, i'm the the tricycle gear is enough for me to handle. I don't I don't need to take on the tailwheel. Yeah, well, one can dream at this point. Yeah, yeah but think about the full circle story. You know yeah. how many generations have been through that airplane. I think uh, it's got to be on your bucket list to at least get some time in it, right? Absolutely, that would be a thrill to to fly that plane one day. So sure. Well, yeah. at least get a ride in it, uh, like your dad did when his dad took him up in it. I guess right. Yeah, make we sure. should we should do that. That would yeah. be fun. Well, yeah. and so you've donated it to the uh, museum 
there. And uh, it, but it's going to be like the mascot for. I don't know if mascot's the right word, but it's going to be like, you know, it's going to represent aircraft spruce and the the deep history that you guys have in aviation, won't it, Jim? Well, it sure will. It sure will. It, it, it date, Like I said, it dates back to the very beginning of our company business and is kind of a, a tie to the past we're very proud of. I got to ask, Jim, what, what was it like getting back in that airplane? Was it li- at all like you remembered it? And, and, and tell us about that experience of flying in it for, uh, after all those years. Yeah. Well, it, it, Tom, it was, a, it was really a surreal experience to get back in that same airplane after 50-some-odd years of not being in it and thinking it was destroyed. Uh, so, it, actually, by the time Aerotrader got done with that airplane, it was probably in better shape than it was when my dad flew it in the 50s. <laughs> mm-hmm. And... Uh, we actually, I flew it out to uh, Lake Havasu, Arizona, and picked up my brother one day, and we flew around in it, uh, and that was really a special treat for both of us. I have sure. no doubt. Now, I got to ask, too, uh, and you probably don't even want to answer this question, but can you give us any idea of, of the amount of money it took to like purchase it and get it back flying, even ballpark? It, <laughs> I believe that I purchased the airplane for... $75,000, and okay. that was in really non-flyable condition. And we had to put about five times that much into the airplane mm-hmm. to get it back. Okay, well. But you know what? I, I don't regret it. It, it. it was money well spent. Sure. I'm sure my, my dad is somewhere is very proud of it. Oh, today. I have no doubt. I mean, that's the thing. When you have a personal connection to a plane like that, like, you know, and that's what I was talking with Tom about. I mean, you hear these stories all the time. It's hard not to get connected to something like that. Having it come full circle, everybody can connect with that. This is this is way better than any Top Gun movie. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I heard well, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, maybe this will be the next one. Tom Haynes needs to reach out to Tom Cruise yeah, and say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Top Gun yeah, Maverick he'll, Two. He'll take my we got an for idea sure. for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least his body double will. Right, <laughs> so we right. know that much. All right, uh, great stuff. Aircraftspruce.com. Go there, get all your aircraft parts and things, and then obviously click on the link about this great story. Good stuff for Memorial Day weekend. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Just Plain Wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.